When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just like that, the final hour is here for the Wednesday edition of Hot Mike with Utton and Withrow. Glad you're with us here across the Outkick Network. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate that. Subscribe to the channel while you're there. You can search out Outkick if you're not there currently. Get everything on demand, all the shows across Outkick, and you can ring the, the bell and you can be alerted with the alarm anytime. Uh, ring that championship bell. Alarm, the update. Anytime we go live, you can get the notification across the uh, all the shows that we have. We're live 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern each weekday afternoon. 6th and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. They've got the fall flavors, the autumn the autumn flavors, Chad. You're, I'm you're always big amazed on the Christmas see, eggnog yeah, flavor, right? Yeah, I'm more of a holiday flavor guy, but you know, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for pumpkin spice. Yeah, uh, This is noted. I've had some pumpkin spice today, in fact, multiple times, three times in, to be exact. I'm amazed at the amount of people right outside of our studio door here at Six and Peabody that want to pose in front of the different flavors of moonshine. The kaleidoscope. This of is a moonshine. very, very popular photo spot happening right outside of our studio where they just have to get a shot with all of the mason jars yeah. of moonshine. It is quite pleasing to the eye when you see that kaleidoscope of I, color. I love the fall flavors. Pumpkin spice, you've got the I'm talking about the moonshines. You've got the, there's a blackberry that's really good. And then there's like a maple concoction that they have that's great. I miss the maple macchiatos. Davey, I don't know if Ooh. you've had this. There's a, there's a. Uh, Chad, Sounds delicious. There's a flavor. What's the, it's not caramel. It's, there's another flavor that's uh, added to the macchiato at your favorite coffee shop or whatever. Um, back in the day. Whenever I'm, you know, living out of someone's dining room, I had a bed in someone's dining room. That was my favorite drink ever, maple macchiato. See, I've I've had caramel macchiatos right. a number of times. I've never had a maple macchiato. There's like a, a mocha. But now you've got me interested. Yeah, Give maple the, macchiato. Yeah, they it hasn't. It's not anywhere now. And I like all <laughs> things fall except for ragweed. Because this is ragweed season, which kills my allergies, especially now that I know this drug doesn't even work. <laughs> I'm going to continue to crush Big Pharma as long as I can on this. That they like have just produced else. for years and years, not just one. There's like 45 over-the-counter drugs that use something that is completely useless. And the Food and Drug Administration just found this out. All right, we, well, let's tie Watch this in. Watch primary complaint for today to know exactly what I'm talking about. But this story... Blew my mind. It's also completely predictable. I, same, same can go for Keith. Oh, Olberman. I wonder why I'm always congested, why I'm always sneezing. I've been taking this allergy medication for years. Oh, it doesn't work at all. Well, that's why. Uh, Keith Olbermann probably believes it does well, uh, because guy. of the swipe he took at Aaron Rodgers after Rodgers is done for the year. He's carted off. Um, and Olbermann, in his typical troll style, hops on X and uh, retweets or reposts. Uh, 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 an update on that the fact that 
It could be either Liz Frank foot injury, ankle sprain, or possibly even Achilles. Uh, similar to J.K. Dobbins and his injury on Sunday. Olbermann responds and says, another hashtag sudden Liz Frank due to failure to vaccinate. Keith Olbermann at his best or we would say worse. He had another one too. And Davey, you may have seen exactly what it said, but it was re- reposting an X post that basically said, you know, anyone would feel bad for Aaron Rodgers because of this happening, you know, four games into the season. And then he put something like, define anyone or anybody. He said yeah. something along Everyone the lines except for of, him and Hub Arkish. Yeah, he's saying basically, no, there's a lot of people applauding this, and I'm I'm one of them. I, yeah. I love seeing guys season in because of injury. The the Jets tweeted out, not the way any of us wanted That's it to it. go, but we know the commitment you've made to this team will continue to impact us moving forward. Get well soon at Aaron Rodgers twelve. Keith just quote tweeted it. Define any. Yeah. Yeah, the dude's a loser. I mean, let's just call it what it is at this point. When you're applauding anyone to be injured uh, or someone that, that loses or, their yeah. season because of injury. Trying to claim karma. Yeah, I mean, on what? something that's, I mean. What is that? Do, do you, are you going to win hearts and minds over to your side, Keith, when you behave that way? Is that, is that what's going to win back America for your righteous cause, applauding a man who has no Achilles tendon and saying it's a good thing? I mean, come on. Uh, look, and if someone if, if someone's going to applaud Megan Rapinoe getting hurt because they disagree with her political stance, we or take that take that moment to say, "Oh well, this is what you get." I mean, it's that's awful too. Yeah, you're not going to if, if you're truly in the business of if you think if you're a true believer out there, and whatever your cause is, right, left, middle, extreme, one end or the other, if you're a true believer and you believe in your cause. And you also think that, you know how I'm going to get people on my side and convince them that I'm right and I'm on the side of moral rectitude? I'm going to applaud a man that's injured and out for the season. That'll show them. That'll pull people to my side. You are an idiot. All you are doing are driving people away from you. Even those that might agree with you, Keith, they're probably sitting there saying, yeah, it's a bit too far. Let's not applaud a man while he's injured and out for the season. That's not the route we want to go down. It's pathetic. Yeah. It's, it's pathetic it's, of Keith Olbermann, and it's become way to, too predictable. We, yeah, it's what we've come to expect there. Um, I was surprised, as well as um, with Micah Parsons here, uh, by the way. now uh, Also, before Micah Parsons, okay. quick retrospective. How great was Keith Olbermann on SportsCenter back in the day? Oh. Uh, Have you seen a crazier downturn? Then his greatness with Dan Patrick. And as a kid, no. I would watch those highlights and think, man, this guy is awesome. He loves sports, and he's just like I am. And now I watch him celebrating Aaron Rodgers going down because he's mad at him because he didn't get a vaccination. Yeah. And I'm, I'm th- what? it's just crazy to see what's happened. Anyway, that was just a quick I, aside. You're, you're right. I mean, I we, just wanted to look I, back quickly on how I good miss, it was back in the I day. I miss MTV when MTV was MTV. Yeah. TRL. And I miss SportsCenter when it was SportsCenter with Dan was Patrick and Keith Olbermann. But also, and knowing the first a, time you saw the highlight from, was the first, that, first time you knew about that game happening and what went down. Yeah. Now, this makes me feel super old based on how Olbermann's rocking the stash and the glasses. Yeah, and that you know, tie. This looks like... like what, what is on his tie? I wish we could zoom in on that. Can you see, Davey? Know, is it a rocket ship or something? Is it like, uh, it looks like Jiminy Cricket. 
<laughs> I mean, Is he watching uh, Jiminy Cricket time? It, this was taken from a 90s TV to where it's already so blurry, you're not going to yeah. be able to make it out. Another one of those images that you look back, if you go back and look at just SD, standard def, oh, I think, how me, did I ever watch television? Let me tie in the TV. You, this part, I saw something over the weekend. It was an old VHS. Old, know, maybe old you guys have seen ship. this on the algor- algorithm of YouTube. There was a, a, a VHS tape that resurfaced. It was like, uh, it was 99 New Year's Eve okay. going to 2000. And this guy bought a television and recorded his friend's reaction when they first saw it in the basement in the man cave. He, in the video in real time, they were asked how much it cost. He said $5,000 for the TV. <laughs> this thing, it, it, it is your typical, I mean, it's probably 150 bucks now. At, yeah. you know, Best Buy. But it's a big, big screen. Oh, it's tiny. A, it, it was tiny compared to what we would look at as big screen now. Yeah. Uh, and the, the base of it, you know, it's still, I mean, it's a flat screen for that era. But what that dude paid, I'm thinking, man, it, I forgot how much televisions were going for then and how much you would brag about if you had an upgrade on the screen size. I have never purchased a television at the right time. I've always the, done it when we're at the absolute <laughs> peak that's because we want televisions the 80, cost. We want the 84 inch or whatever it is. But now you can get an 84 inch for a very reasonable price. I feel like, but I'm not buying a TV right now. When I decide yeah. to buy a TV, materials will be out or something will be going on. And it'll be so expensive. <laughs> I remember hunting that five thousand dollar store. My first television purchase. I think I spent oh, the, an entire. The, the summer, guys went crazy over this, by the way. I spent an entire summer working at Polo Ralph Lauren outlet store. Folding shirts. To go back to Knoxville, Tennessee, to my my the house I was renting with other guys, and I bought a flat screen TV. The only thing flat about this TV was the very front of it was flat and not like you know the old cylindrical type right, screen. Yeah, yeah. The back of it. It was more of a rectangle. Than it a square. must have weighed five hundred pounds. Super heavy. This TV. Yeah. It's still. And you, I bet I you spent, couldn't hang the TV. I, I bet I spent three thousand dollars for this television. Yeah. This thing would be worth a hundred bucks today. I would say. The 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 Kill. guy that went back to 2000 when he's showing his friends this for New Year's Eve celebration, I would guess the TV's around a 42 inch TV, roughly. And I mean, uh, his friends were going nuts too. We we could circulate that and uh, we need to we need to see that. Uh, Paul on the YouTube chat says the story we're talking about Hutton Joe Joe Kinsey wrote about this guy. Oh, he did. As that's well. probably where I saw so, it. Yeah, yeah, it's it probably on. Um, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. He's got a great morning screen caps so um every morning i i too was surprised like micah parsons who has been he's a full-time pass rusher now they're not moving him around and he and the dallas cowboys defense sacked daniel jones seven times we know the the score 40 nothing and here is micah parsons on the the edge with micah parsons podcast um with his reaction when the Giants decided to leave Daniel Jones in the game in the fourth. It's called protecting your guy. You know, something I thought the Giants should have done. I don't think Daniel Jones should have been in that game in the fourth quarter. I thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. And barring injury, their season will be over without Daniel Jones. The Bengals did the smart decision by pulling Joe Burrow, saying, hey, we're going to submit. We're going to take our loss and we're going to move on the next week and get better. That's the best thing you can do. I do not agree with Daniel Jones staying out there into that last drive. That was, I thought, that was wrong. 
I thought it was deceiving. That's your franchise quarterback, and he's out there with the backup offensive line still getting sacked and hit. I, I just didn't understand. Maybe it was a, you know, prove-it moment by the Giants. I have no idea. A learning lesson. Who knows? But I thought Daniel Jones should have got pulled out. So it technically is not benching. I agree with him based on the contract they gave him this offseason, the investment made. Um, and the 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 excuse that Brian Dayball used was they left him in to get something positive going. And Daniel Jones postgame also said that he was lobbying to stay in, and it wasn't even a question on whether or not he was going to come to the sideline. But Parsons is right. I mean, they were teeing off on him. And you leave him in and he gets dinged or concussed or, you know, injured. You have an issue at that point, given the score and how that game was going. You get something positive going this week. Whenever you visit the Arizona Cardinals, that's when you get something positive going, which we expect will happen, but we didn't expect the mercy rule. And at some point you have to use and enforce your own mercy rule by keeping your starting quarterback healthy healthier than the week one performance where you leave him in for the full game, given the score. I mean, can we just take a moment and just ask the question to, to the entire league? Can we please have more of this? More guys with Micah Parsons personality having uh, weekly podcasts where they're this honest. I mean, I'm sure many members of the Dallas Cowboys organization hates this, especially considering they have to play the New York Giants again. But what an unbelievably raw, honest take that is in no way demeaning to his opponent. No, at all. Is actually somewhat sympathetic to an opposing quarterback in that situation, but that sparks some conversation and interest where it wouldn't be there otherwise. So hats off to Micah Parsons and the Cowboys for allowing this to happen. Hutton, we don't get this level of honesty from players across the NFL during the season especially. This is terrific. Yeah. I, I wish every team had one guy that was as good as Micah Parsons is at talking about issues and doing things like this, and that was this honest, that could do a weekly show, that you could pull the best clips from to get that insider perspective and actual honest opinion about what's going on, and like it, we just heard from Micah Parsons. Superstar level that can do it, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think every team has a really good player yeah. that people know that have that personality. But I think you, it sort of coincides with being a really good player at times. Is you're a little bit more but like with outspoken. Taylor Lewan busting with the boys. He it, didn't do that during the season. They would take no, things. but but a really good player that also had a big personality. No doubt that no doubt you wanted to hear from. I want more Taylor Lewans. I want more Michael Parsons. It, for, for instance, coaches don't a great, but quote, I want it. Great quote this week at a subtle jab at the Pittsburgh Steelers was Trent Williams, star left tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. He's asked about how efficient the offense was and how quickly they were going back out. And he just quickly made, it took a jab, a slight one, and said, yeah, there were, it got to a point on the sideline where we were hoping that the Steelers would at least get a first down so we could get some rest as an offense. That's awesome. Like that, I want more of that. And far too often we're seeing locker rooms closed for the uh, big portion of any media availability that can be had across the league for local outlets to get some one-on-ones and interviews like this that we're referring to with Williams. And also players are now headed to podcasts with other players instead of doing 
the one-on-one features. They're just telling their own story and their version or their recollection on their own instead of letting some other outlet do it, which is also smart. I, I just think that it's terrific. I, I heard that. And I like, this isn't harming anyone. This isn't doing anything wrong by the league or his team or anything else. But it's entertaining. It's insightful. You've got the Kelsey brothers doing one. It's great. Which is good. I, I want I want more of it. I don't need I don't need every player in the league suddenly hosting a podcast weekly to get their thoughts of the game off their chest or any of that. I right. want one team court appointed big personality that has opinions that can host a podcast with someone for all thirty two teams that can give us material like Micah Parsons provided. That's what I want. Chad, we are... Is it too big of a dream, Hutton? Am I dreaming too big? No. Well, every team, if they did that, they would put it on their site, and it would be... Example, Mike Vrabel of the Titans isn't going to allow that. There are coaches in the league that are just never going to allow that. You know who allows that? Jerry Jones, who is the boss of all with the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones allows criticism on his own site about his own franchise and team. They go in if things are bad. It's not bad right now with the Dallas franchise. We discuss what we expect from week two and who we're taking in the elimination poll. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot Mike with Honey Withrow rolls on. Fast-paced show today. Got some NFL picks straight ahead. Uh, the gun show is walking around randomly. Picking out some moonshine here. It's always a good Gunther day win. when you see the gun show, but I was just a very unexpected visit. Just kind of popped by the door and just gave, gave the old hello. Yeah, sign. he's really rocking that old smoky, that orange and white old smoky hat. Every time I see him now in a video, anywhere he goes, he's got that hat on. I like it. I approve. Looks good. Looks great. Are you buying the 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 wager that Clay is telling us to to make on Florida plus the points at six and a half against Tennessee? Oh, I would take Florida money line. Really? Personally, um, is that are you hedging your happiness though? No, by doing I, that? I, I just I don't know. I we don't know yet if Tennessee's any good, right? Based on what we've seen, I just think that they looked okay against Virginia. Defense did their job. Offensively, they haven't had to show much. And then when they tried to show something against an FCS opponent, right. they couldn't do it. So then I, they just went back to, well, I think you know, we're running for nine them. yards of carry, so we'll just do that yeah. against this team. So they haven't had to show anything yet. I don't know that I'm predicting Florida to win the game. I'm just saying the the money that I would put on it with the plus odds would be Florida money line at plus six and a half at home. And they won by, what, six or four last I year? I also think this is an enormous game for Billy Napier. Enormous game. So you cannot downplay that. Not that it's not a big game for Tennessee and Josh Heupel. I'm not trying to underscore what they're trying to do this year and how important it is for them. It feels like it's almost a – it's the crossroads of Billy Napier in his early tenure at Florida. How Because of the way they looked at Utah. If you look at the top 25 right now, 
no Clemson, no TCU, no Florida, no Cincinnati. It's, it's odd. If you would have told me that going into week three, I don't buy it. And, I, I, and Clemson's I read, fall was fast. Yeah, I, I, read fast. A, uh, I read a fact that this is the first time in a Tennessee-Florida game that Tennessee has been ranked and Florida has not been ranked since 1971. Wow. Now, keep in mind, they, did, they didn't play annually until 1992 when they split the divisions. Well, so it was like a once every five or six year game before that. But still, 1971 was the last time Tennessee's ranked 11th, Florida unranked in this game, but that's been the case. And I was about to drop out. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, I just they're, I, they're hanging on to the 25th spot right now in the AP. And. There's a big gap between, and by the way, the 26 is, I believe, Clemson receiving votes there, but there is a gap between the votes to get in and not. Yeah, Davey lets us know 38-33, Tennessee beat Florida a year ago. I thought Florida played maybe their best offensive game of the year against Tennessee a year ago. Anthony Richardson was terrific, kept them in it. That game was in Knoxville, though. Tennessee hasn't right. won in Gainesville in 20 years, and this feels like, I'm not going to say it's do or die, for Billy Napier, but you start one and two and you lose at home to Tennessee, breaking a 20-year dry spell for the Vols in Gainesville, that's not good, even though it's just the start of year two for Billy Napier. So I think this game is very important for him. I've, we'll see. I also think what, on that. what Graham Mertz has shown against Power 5 competition over the course of his career at Wisconsin and now one game against Utah has not been very good and has thrown a lot of interceptions. I think Tennessee's defense is better. This could very well be a low-scoring game. They, they, this could be a defensive battle, believe it or be not. Be careful what you wish for for fans that eat their own, and it's every fan fan base in the SEC, Big Ten for that matter. Um, get rid of Billy Napier, and you're back to where you were before you hired Billy Napier with coaches turning down jobs there with yeah. Anthony Richardson. No, I, I, I'm so, with you. And, and also, they've got a really good recruiting class right now for next year. I mean, Florida fans should want Billy Napier to do well. That that needs to be the goal. Like let, let's win some big games and keep this guy around and see what happens. That's got to be the thinking. But I, look I, again, I don't think this is oh if he loses, he's not going to make it. I, I don't believe that. I just think it's very important for him personally. It's important for Tennessee season to go there and win this game. I don't know that it's as important it's personally for Josh Heupel's security as that, it is for Billy Napier. But it's important to follow up what you're what you've been doing and building. And yeah. the consistency to go and I've, win there. I've said all against along, this Florida. Team. This year to me will define his floor, not a ceiling, because you're well, going from the perfect leader and quarterback for that system to a guy who physically might be the right guy and a couple of receivers. But too. I, I'm not so sure is the perfect quarterback for the system. We'll see. We'll see on Saturday. Chad, we were not perfect in our NFL eliminator picks from last week because of me. Um, you All were, because you were of me. the one loss. Uh, you went with the Vikings at home over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would have done the same if I was picking four or five games in this. No, I had the third pick, right? You, I think no, I you were second. You were the second pick. Mm. But did someone claim? I feel I, like no, I would have I, I, I took I, the commanders. Yeah, I thought you were going to actually take the Ravens, and then I was going to actually pick the Vikings. Yeah, so I'm glad you you. I, I think the only reason I didn't take the Ravens, uh, good job, Davey, picking the Ravens, was because um, I didn't want to waste the Ravens this early. Yeah, so uh, right? NFL Eliminator picks, we're, we're only picking one. We pick a team one time throughout the season. Davey, the, the rules have changed a bit, though. We're going with double elimination. 
Correct. Because we expect Chad to win this week. Uh, yes. So each person now has uh, two losses, except Chad does have the one. Guys, I'll just I'll go ahead and tell you the strategy. I mean, it's the NFL. We love it because of the parity, and on any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. I would not look too far about playing ahead in this game as far as uh, two weeks out, three weeks out. I, I've learned from doing something similar in the past. You take it one week at a time, and you go from, from there. So uh, I had the first pick last week. Davey, you have the floor. You I had do. the last pick. Yes. So this week, I am going with the Buffalo Bills, and you might be saying, well, they're coming off a short week. Uh, they've already lost. They might not look that great. I, I can't see Josh Allen putting – forward two bad performances in a row they will be hosting the Raiders at home while Jimmy G and the Raiders looked salvageable I did not think that Broncos defense was uh, what we had seen in the past I also am not anticipating Jacoby Myers playing this week I know he had a great game for them uh, but basically due to concussion protocol I just can't see him getting cleared I might be wrong on that the Bills eight and a half point favorite but I just take them winning at home money line and I'm going to lock in the Buffalo Bills you know what people are going to start saying if Josh Allen performs poorly again this week? Needs to get his mind off those commercials and get into playing football and quarterback again. Way too many commercials well, this offseason. I can't escape Josh Allen because I can't, I can't escape the Sanders family on Saturdays think about, with commercials. Think about if he accepted the second season of quarterback. Are yeah, they doing he, that, by the way? He turned it. Peyton says the uh, Omaha Productions can't find Which enough is so quarterbacks to do it. Lame. I'm uh, sorry. But like that's just so lame. That, but instead of doing the commercials, which were filmed in the off season, it would be what was filmed in real time during all of this. There's a delay on that. But, but yeah. But also, like, I mean, he's turning the football over on the regular all the time. He's like Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm halfway kidding that that's having any effect on him, but you know that's going to be the talk in some well, circles. And the talk will be, you're not going to. Yeah, maybe you should win a Super Bowl before yeah. you get in all these commercials and get all these endorsement deals. Buffalo uh, is Davy's pick. Chad, you're up next. I mean, look, guys, I'm 0-1 in a survivor pool. That's that's tough to accomplish, right? The the goal when you get into these things is let's make it halfway to the season. Should be some easy pickings early on. Uh, Vikings made it very difficult for me. I'll tell you someone who's going to make it very easy on everyone this year. It's the team that's trying to lose every game so they can get the number one and number two pick. It's the Arizona Cardinals, quarterback by one of my favorite all-time college quarterbacks, one Joshua Dobbs. But he's not going to win NFL games. Give me the Giants. I know they lost 40 to nothing in week one. Don't care. That's going to give them even more motivation. They're going out to the desert. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals go to 0-2. Giants go to 1-1. One one. Give me the Giants in the perfect medicine for what ails them. After that beat down at home by the Cowboys, that is the Arizona Cardinals. You're, you're right. The, the, you mentioned last segment we were discussing what Michael Parsons was saying. Um, and Brian Dayball said they were trying to get something positive going is why they left in Daniel Jones. This is the week where you can get something positive going. This is the week to turn things around. Could you do the reverse blowout in this game? I think I think you could get you some, go from forty losing by forty to winning by forty. This is like the the college game, you know, when the team loses the tough like rivalry A&M. game and they come back home and it's homecoming and they've got a just a, a terrible Texas, opponent. Texas A and M who and lost they take to Miami, out all the anger. Yeah. They now host Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, that that very well said. The Arizona Cardinals are the UL Monroe <laughs> of the NFL. So when you go and you play Miami or you play a good team and you lose, you get all that frustration. 
you work all week to just take it out on someone, and that someone happens to be UL Monroe, or in this case, the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe I'm foolish. I don't think I am. I was stunned that I had this team available. I know that they play the Cardinals next week, but this week the Dallas Cowboys are hosting the New York Jets. And the focus is on the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't there after four snaps and that Zach Wilson, who was the quarterback with a winning record last season, that they sat down because he lacked accountability and leadership and ownership and GM acknowledged that they were a veteran quarterback away from being a team, being the team. Being a, not only just being the team, being a team. Being a playoff We're caliber, not a team. Super Zach Bowl Wilson. expectation type team. Um, <laughs> I, this is the worst possible matchup for Wilson to come off of the way they won, getting thrown in there as the backup, to then go face the Dallas Cowboys defense in their home opener at AT&T Stadium. Dallas is my pick this week. I'm taking the Cowboys. I won't be able to use them again, but I don't think I'll need to based on uh, some other opportunities that the Cardinals will be facing throughout the season. I would just say I I was tempted to go with the Cowboys, but I just feel like it's one of those games to where it's everything stacked against the Jets to where they might just have that little bit of magic left in them. They go in there and... The Bills Granted. have the Raiders, right? Yes. That's a tough first pick by you. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, you're very confident in the fact that the Raiders are a, not it's, – it's the not, Raiders were a lie in week one. It's not so much the betting. Raiders aren't as good. I just don't think the Bills are going to perform that bad two weeks in a row. And I, I'm going to – I mean, they'll, they'll be at home. I, I trust Bills Mafia to propel them to a win. But if, if you're Dallas – you're feeling so confident right now. I don't know if that could possibly be something to where they're like, this is an easy win. They kind of take it e- easier on the Jets as far as preparation, knowing Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Plus, they're having to change everything they did from a scouting department standpoint. It's, uh, like, it's like Peyton on... Uh, they get to face Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, I, I know. But it's... in. I'll kind of tease that into a pick your poison. But Hey, quickly. Um, Matthew Stafford's going to be in season two of quarterback. Good. This was nine hours ago. It's a report from one of the sites that covers the Rams. NFL Network camera people had him mic'd up, and he's doing things during week one against the Seahawks for being featured in season two. I don't know who the other two quarterbacks are or if they're doing three quarterbacks, but Matthew Stafford will be one of them. I've just seen quarterbacks turn it down when asked about it. This according to Turf Show Times. Okay. Okay? So take it or leave it, but that's what uh, someone in the YouTube chat. That's cool. Thank you, Jordan Sims, who pointed that out, and I just looked it up, and this there is reports out as of nine hours ago that Stafford is taking part in it right now. All right, Davey. Uh, I was just going to say, with Zach Wilson coming in there, I don't know, man. The Jets at least have a really good defense, and the Cowboys – their offense never really got to go get going because the defense and special teams were scoring points for them so fast. Well, yeah, that's, well no. Uh, from someone who has Dak Prescott on their fantasy team, I, I can I can vouch for that. He did nothing this week well, in a forty to nothing win because he didn't have to. And I, I'm again, my pick with Dallas here is just I'm not really betting on Prescott because he's going against a very stout defense in New York. I'm betting against Zach Wilson uh, and just against the Cowboys defense. The Cowboys could do it again, create their own points off turnovers, short fields. Dallas is going to crush it. Unless we see a big injury to Parsons on turf. 
That'll be it. Chad, uh, are we going to do pick your poison now? We'll have pick your poison coming up okay. uh, in the, the final segment. The uh, the the parlay hit right. The yes. DraftKings never forget parlay. That uh, it was extremely tone deaf. It was a three New York teams: New York Mets to win, uh, Jets to win, and then the Yankees to win. And the Yankees game was pushed back due to weather, so they didn't play until uh, yesterday. But the parlay hits and the DraftKings tone deaf. So even though they had to apologize parlay. for having this parlay, they do still pay out everyone who bet on it, right? That's unless I, I'm How not many sure. hours was it up? Do we know that they actually had it on the site? I think it was around two to three. As a promotion? But the only thing I don't know is if they just automatically refunded people that placed the bet or if it was something they let carry well, out. I'd like to know stats on who all played it. I don't want to know, like, personally who played it. it. I want to know how many people played it. Yeah, that they're they're paying out. DraftKings was also refunding any prop bets made prior to the start of the season on the Jets with Aaron Rodgers included, based on the injury. FanDuel, That's nice of them. FanDuel did not. Not nice of them. They pointed to regulations and the fact that oh, it was yeah. a preseason. Oh bet. yeah, you can always point to regulations is the reasons but why. DraftKings is refunding those bets. Yep. I feel like the guy played, started. And you made the wager. It's a bet. It's a gamble. Yeah. So we call it gambling. Pick your poison. Quarterback with offensive coordinator. Not good options. Next. I, I love when a plan comes together. And it certainly did for that bar in Milwaukee. Yeah. That had the... Had the offer about Rodgers and when the Jets won or lost. Hot Mike with Hunter with well, It came on. together for the bar. That's what I mean. I mean, and the, the Milwaukee bar pulled in six times their normal revenue because the, the idea there is when the Jets lose, you have the bar pay their tabs. And the tabs were so astronomical. And, of course, the Jets won that game. So when Rodgers went out, if you're at that bar that night, the prop was, hey, if the Jets oh, you're, lose. You're thinking this is a slam dunk. Yeah, Jets yeah. are going down. And it was 13-3 at one 13-3 at halftime. And the Jets went on great. that punt return. And six times the normal revenue. So you had the fans there just paying up on a Monday night. This was something, Hutton, that I Large was so steps. wishing for us to do a live show from this bar in Milwaukee as the season Jack's went on. Jack's American Pub. This was my dream was that, you know, obviously that Aaron Rodgers would stay healthy and that the Jets would be like 7-0 and and or some point in the year and have a big game and that we could go to this place to see the crowd and interview people. I, I need that to dream hear, is now dead. I want to hear the owner instead of just read the quote and assume the tone. Go, quote. Scott Schaefer's the owner of Jack's American Pub. Quote, people thought they were going to get free drinks for 90% of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's it's laughing, a, too. This is like a, a Mattress Mac type yeah. promotion. No matter what he wins, all of the pub, uh, publicity, everything else going into it, he's a winner no matter what. Uh, he also said that when Rogers carted off the bar, roared with cheers. <laughs> Uh, but no, was not, Keith Olbermann in this no, bar? <laughs> no, no. He said they roared with cheers because the, once you're in there, you had to be in there 15 minutes prior. You had, yeah. to, you had to set up the tab 15 minutes prior to kickoff. 
So if you've got your tab open, uh, Schaefer, the owner, was saying it roared across the bar because not because Rogers got hurt, but because, quote, they thought their chances of free drinks had increased. So that was really exciting for everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, that, that's why. Um, and how many guys do you think said, so? oh, put it on my tab. Put it on my tab all night. Well, and we're trying to be like the big bad guy, right? Yeah. You know, everyone in there, hey, yeah, no, let's, let's, let's get some shots. Hey, uh, the ladies over at table three look like yeah. they need some more shots. And those, the, and let's the girl, get them some shots. And the shots girls got there in the middle of the first Jonathan's quarter. Jonathan's tab over here. Yeah. And then they're putting it on there. Then at the end of the night, the guy's I, looking down, and it's, you know, $1,400. And, oh, and how many, how many texts went out as soon as Rogers went, get over here, there's a free bar, open bar, more or less, because the Jets are going to lose. And then everything went on tabs that – were astronomical. Quick injury update, Hutton. I don't, I don't think you've hit this from Ari Mirov. Uh, Titans wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins did not practice due to an ankle injury today. Uh, that's that's new, that right? Is, that's brand new, yeah. Uh, he was not listed going into practice today when Vrabel spoke. Um, Burks, was also, Burks also missed practice, I believe, due to uh, uh, personal issues. That could change the... Um Change the game plan a bit. If those two guys are out. You want the Chargers in an elimination pick? <laughs> yeah. Can I can I switch my pick? Uh, we have to pick a bad option and pick our poison for the NFL uh, going into the weekend and just in perpetuity. I think is what Davey's going to hit here. Davey, uh, today's question for pick your poison. Yes, guys. So we got we got two uh, questions for today. But the first one is an offensive quarterback or sorry, offensive coordinator and a quarterback combo. And as you can imagine, you're not going to like these choices. Uh, and this is not necessarily indicative of their current situation. Okay. But it's just, hey, you got to start a new team. This is going to be your OC. This is going to be your quarterback. Are you taking Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson, obviously, together right now? Um, we got to see a little bit of, of what that looked like. And they got to win. And then we also, our other option, Dave Canales and Baker Mayfield, the OC and the QB in Tampa, also got to win. I don't know much about Dave Canales, but I, I got to lean Canales, Baker Mayfield, uh, in part because I think even Baker Mayfield, with all of his little you know quirks and faults at times, I think he would be a better leader of my offense than what I've seen from Zach Wilson so far. Now, Zach Wilson's got plenty of time to improve. So I said this yesterday. That's why I'm not giving up on the Jets. I think he can improve. But I'm taking Canales Mayfield because I think Baker Mayfield's a better leader, quite I, frankly. I don't know much about Dave Canales. I do know something, though, Chad. Yeah? He was the quarterback coach for Geno Smith He's in Seattle He's not Nathaniel Hackett. That's also... Geno Smith revitalized his career in Seattle. Canales was attached to that That's story. Now he's trying to do it as the OC with Baker Mayfield. Uh, recency bias plays a factor for me as well with Nathaniel Hackett, who was... He's in New York because of Rodgers, and now he's paired with Zach Wilson. I'm taking Canales and Mayfield. And oh, by the way, Mayfield is spotting signs and tells of the Vikings defense in week one. He goes in at halftime and he, he had figured out their signals. So he was telling, he's telling receivers like, hey, uh, this is going to be, if they do this, it's cover two. If they do this, it's cover three. Yeah. And it played out that way in the second half of the Vikings defense. That's uh, now Brian Flores' defense. If you'd never seen Hackett be the head coach. It would be Hackett. It's a so, good point. Like, I, I know where you're going here. Like, it would absolutely be Hackett. Because what we know about him is, man, they had a lot of success with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. 
So, right, he'd get the shine off of that and nothing else. It's a great point, Davey. If I didn't see him all, fail that, miserably. He was the OC in Jacksonville. Yeah, if I didn't see him fail miserably in, Den- in Denver, it might change my opinion a bit. Yeah. But I, I, to me, this is less about Hackett as an OC and more of an indictment on Zach Wilson as a quarterback. Right? I, well, That's the way I look at it. I agree. Um, and also, I'm kind of looking at these things. Matt LaFleur gets a lot of hype around that offense yeah. as well as Rodgers before Hackett was getting But, Hunt, you see what I'm saying? I look at these pick-your-poison questions. This is a one-year proposition. I've got you know nameless, faceless team, and this is my option for success in one season. Yeah. If I'm going long haul, then I'm, I'm going Nathaniel Hackett, Zach Wilson, because Wilson's younger and there's more time for him to well, improve. But one year, I'm going Canales Mayfield. Dave, you're saying if last year didn't happen, right? I, I'm just saying if, we if, didn't see if, him if you didn't know what he was as a head coach and all you knew was Nathaniel Hackett as an offensive coordinator, does that impact? Well, it, yes, it would. Chad's right. But on the success of Green Bay, and he's had the back-to-back MVP seasons two-time. Um, but I'll also say Canales is at least working his way up the staircase uh, from quarterback coach where it worked in the – with Gino last year, and now trying to do it as the OC in Tampa, at least I've seen him attached to a reclamation project. And I guess I probably should have put this out there. And it's but worked well. Before this year, all I've known about Canales is just his tie-in with Pete Carroll. Like, he's he's never been outside of Pete Carroll. Yeah. And he's just a QB coach last year, but now he gets the chance to, to pair himself with Mayfield. So we're both so. going Canales-Mayfield? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I am. And and it also too the division. That also factors into my line of thinking here. Successful uh more a, a bigger chance, a greater chance of success in the NFC South compared to the AFC East. Okay. All right, guys, our next one and I just want to go ahead and put an apology out there for everyone that happens to be a part of these fan bases, but the life of a diehard fan. I'm going to give you three fan bases and you have to tell me which one of these three you would have to devote yourself to uh, for the entirety of your life in NFL fandom. And the three teams are the Detroit Lions, the New York Football Jets, and the Cleveland Browns. Sorry, Tyler. I like how you said Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit Lions. from Cleveland, I think is the line from Forrest Gump. Um, I, this is an easy one for me. And I know this sounds crazy. And Tyler's going to love my answer here. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm a Browns fan. Okay. I mean, I, I'm kind of a closet Browns fan as it is. I think the community of Browns fans far better the than elves. these other two fan bases. <laughs> the, the, the elves, the Jamar dogs. Chase calling them. We, we lost to some elves. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I messed around and called this team a bunch of elves, and we just got shellacked by a bunch of elves. <laughs> I like so that. I got to sit here and take this L after calling them uh, elves. That was great from Jamar Chase. Yeah, I, I would be a Browns fan. I, look, there's various degree of failure here with all, all three of these teams. I, I just think let, – let me go with the negative on the other ones. Okay. All right? The uh, Jets fan. You are a fan of a New York City area team that is a far distant second place in that city to the New York Giants. You've got to constantly be flaunted with the giant success as a way more professional organization than your own. One that has an identity. Yeah. One that has this mystique of buttoned-up professionalism. You're the Mets of the NFL. You're a dude wearing a cheese head for whatever reason that we just saw there. Um, you're a cartoon character team that's won one Super Bowl, that had one great year. 
that hasn't been in the playoffs, as uh, Ryan Leaf told us, since he was in prison in 2011, was the last time the Jets made the, the playoffs. So cross the Jets out for that reason. The Lions are the worst franchise in the NFL. I mean, they've, they've won. They've been in the playoffs one time since the early 60s. I think it's wind, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, won a playoff game yeah. one time, 1991 against the the Cowboys. Yeah, like the lowest one one playoff game is Arizona. Yeah, I love the colors. I like the Lions uniform, so that would be cool to have um, that. I, I'm a Browns fan though on this list. To me, it's pretty easy. Browns are my second choice. I'm going with the Lions. You know, for two reasons: color, uh, Honolulu blue. They may suck, but at least I have a reason to be proud of the players that are on the field. Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. Yeah, uh, and Draft be cool picks. to have a vintage Barry Sanders jersey. That uh, would be cool. With the Jets, I'm buying Rodgers and Favre jerseys. Yeah. As, Not exactly a lifelong career. Jets. Yeah. So uh, Joe I, I, Namath throwback. Again, it's pick your poison. These are awful options that you have to know about the history of when you're joining the, the, the fan base. Um, all three, by the way, extremely loyal fan bases. Yeah. Uh, you have to be. Of course. Um, I just like the individual players that I've seen in Detroit. There aren't many. Over the history, the recent history, but at least I can point to uh, some of the greatest to play their position ever in Sanders and and Calvin Johnson, Scott Mitchell, <laughs> yeah. So just some of the best ever. But uh, you know Stafford's incredible and still can't crack the playoffs there. It's, Wayne it's Fonts, awful. I I like the Lions. Here's all I like about the Lions. I love their uniforms. I'm a big uniform guy. I, I would go Lions second on this list for the uniform alone. And I do like the loyal, loyalty of the fan base, given all Did, the, the – I think Jets, to me, is a distant third on this list, Hutton. I would go Browns, Lions, Jets in that order. And all three with preseason – big a great preseason question, expectations though, this year yeah. as, as, as teams and, and as a franchise. Doesn't it feel, though, like maybe I'm way off here and I understand the market size. Of the group, I feel like the Browns have the biggest fan base. Like the, uh, yes, nationally. Yeah, nationally, Browns but like Nation. regionally. And that, like, I understand, you know, New York, New Jersey, that whole metropolitan area is enormous. But the Jets are such a distant second in that area that I still feel like it's the Browns. Uh, think about the, the teams, though, that are, are bad historically. Isn't it it's still crazy to me that the Bengals aren't on this question? Yeah. But they... Again, like Bengals would be well behind the Browns for me too. Cardinals, but they've we've seen them appear in recent Super Bowls. Davey, just bring us three bad franchises, even if it's recent, recently bad, every week, and we could have the, play this game with a bunch of different teams. Okay. To me, the hardest one would be like Panthers, Jags, Cardinals. See, the, I mean, I'm sorry, but none of them I, because none of them have none. any history. I, I'm always going to go with a team with the history and the loyal fan base over these makeshift fly-by-night turquoise yeah. teams. I yeah. just don't feel like I could, even though they had a turquoise bad week one. Yeah, no I, turquoise teams for me. I'm the Bengals, you. overall, I get the ways in which that franchise has really struggled, but they oh, did just yeah. ink their quarterback, who they know is the franchise well, guy, to a long-term sure. deal. Oh, no, I, I, and, I'm with you. Yes. Again, I, I'm still surprised that the Bengals aren't a part of the discussion based on what they've done. They're the Jets of their state. Uh, yeah, Cle- the Browns uh, yes. are dominant it's, again. But the Browns dwarf the it's uh, a Cle- no the brainer fans. with the Bengals right now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson is a team captain of the Cleveland Browns this year. Right, guy you can really get behind. 
Yeah. <laughs> and me as a Browns fan, you know, I for one, uh, big fan of him. The loyal big fan base fan has no chance. Yeah. No, no chance to. But, but hey, uh, nothing to see here, guys. But to get behind the nothing quarterback. Nothing to see here. Don't go after my favorite Cleveland Brown, Deshaun Watson. Imagine nothing to see here. a Cleveland-Detroit Super Bowl. Hutton's got a kind of Cleveland Browns-themed shirt on today, too. Look at that. Dog pound. And I'm going Jets. Back at it tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern, across the Outkick Network for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow.